back, it's 1 o'clock, which means a new upload of Inside Four Walls is up. Feel free to roll your eyes at that statement. My inconsistent consistency is the only thing that's consistent about me. That and the ongoing coverage of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. That's right, folks. We got three new articles to read on this and one unrelated article that came to my attention that I wanted to throw in here just to sort of... Mix it up a little bit. Variety is the spice of life and whatnot. All these are, of course, from Law and Crime, a Dan Abrams production. And all these articles are by Adam Klasfeld. This guy has been covering this Ghislaine Maxwell trial pretty uh, pretty much since the very beginning. And he had some pre-contextual articles written about it as well that we've covered on this show. So we'll be getting the three articles following that following this and then we'll uh yeah without any further ado let's get into it so diving right into the first article top takeaways from the first week of the Ghislaine Maxwell sex trafficking trial by Adam Klasfeld published December 3rd 2021 just one week into Ghislaine Maxwell's trial, common themes are beginning to strongly emerge, even though proceedings are expected to stretch for more than a month longer. Earlier this week, Maxwell's first accuser, Jane, wept on the witness stand recounting harrowing testimony accusing her of participating in Jeffrey Epstein's childhood sexual abuse. When she was 14 years old, defense... <clears throat> Sorry. There was a <laughs> there was a really bad break there. Accusing her of participating in Jeffrey Epstein's childhood sexual abuse when she was 14 years old, defense attorney zealously attempted to undermine her decades-old memory by contrasting them with what she told law enforcement roughly two years ago, with multiple witnesses back up important aspects of the testimony. Yeah, so might be mis misspeaking here but if I remember correctly what she said on stand was actually a a lot uh, a much watered down version of what she told the government in 2019 when she first was brought in and questioned by like federal investigators but since then something I want I brought into context earlier in my earlier coverage of this and so I want to bring it up here is between her first talking to federal investigators and her taking the stand last week, Jeffrey Epstein was... He had a suicide performed on him, right? And a lot of people around Epstein have ended up dead or arrested or disappeared. So there could be a level of fear or concern about them going through a similar sudden... Uh, unfortunate turn of events you could say so there might be some incentive there to change the stories around but that is exclusively just my thought that's just my my little like what i i think might be going on in the background too that's not at all contextually part like a fact that's just me me throwing out an idea but her on trial uh, testimony was still very damning and fucking disturbing so it's not like she watered down that much 
but let's go. Uh, to undermine her decades-old memory by contrasting them with what she told law enforcement roughly two years ago, but multiple witnesses back up important aspects of testimony. Opening statements gave the jury and public sharply contrasting portrayals of the 59-year-old accused sex trafficker. Prosecutors described her as one of the, quote, dangerous predators who abused Jane and other and the other three women identified in the indictment as minor victims, and quote, only one of them, Annie Farmer, has identified herself publicly to the press and in court documents. In the defense portrayed Maxwell as a, quote, lightning rod, and quote, being used as a stand-in for Epstein, whom attorney Bobby Sternum, Sternum, compared to a 21st century James to a 21st century James Bond. What? Whom attorney Bobby Sternum compared to a 21st century James Bond. She urged the jury to view the accounts of, by her multiple clients, four accusers, through the lens of memory, manipulation, and money, and also the media. She did receive a massive payout, that is true. Following through on that framing, her colleagues have attacked the government witness as financially motivated in giving shifting accounts of her stories. The girl with the striking powdered blue eyes, yeah, yeah. The first week of Maxwell's trial can be summarized in one word, Jane. Testifying under a pseudonym to protect her privacy, Jane was the witness... Assistant U.S. Attorney Laura Elizabeth Pomerantz invoked in the debut line of her opening statement, quote, I want to tell you about a young girl named Jane, Pomerantz told the jury immediately. As she took the stand, Jane's account matched the prosecutor's preview. In 1994, Jane said that she was 14 years old, attending a summer camp at Michigan's prestigious Intercolon Academy, where she was a younger or when she was a young sister singer sorry a woman walked by with a quote cute little yorkie who she learned was maxwell's dog epstein was with maxwell and the three of them struck up a conversation once epstein and maxwell learned that jane was a palm beach resident jane said epstein asked for her mother's number this encounter led to a years-long parade of horrors, Jane testified. Jane told jurors that the first of these encounters involved Epstein masturbating on her in a pool house. In other incidents, Maxwell touched her breasts, and Epstein subjected her to painful abuse with a back massager being used as a sex toy she charged. Ah, man. I, uh... Pardon me... Yes, it's playing that, uh, up for melodramatic purposes, but still, it's fucking hard to read, man. Anyone who, who has kids in their life, right, or, or, you know, has any sense of scruples or, or, or moral, or, you know, if you're just a, a, a person with a conscience, the idea of a 14-year-old being taken advantage of in any way is, is hard enough, right? And, and, and elicits a strong sense of... Of, of empathy, because you think of yourself at that age, like, man, I was stupid at that age, I would have fallen for all kinds of shit. As an adult, 
you know, you, 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 you look back at yourself with that, and you think of, like, just how stupid you were as a kid. I think of these kids in this situation, right? It's just... It's an ugly world, man. It's just an ugly fucking world. So I know I'm drinking a uh, truck full of nuts. Really good coffee. Uh, I didn't put enough in there. I got this new coffee pot, you know. But you gotta be careful. You always Resident Jane said Epstein asked for her mother's number. This encounter led to a years-long parade of horrors. Jane testified. On multiple occasions, Jane said an orgy broke out with Epstein, Maxwell, and other women in the room. Like, she, like numerous <coughs> Epstein accusers, testified about massages that allegedly escalated to sexual assault. Most of the first government witnesses included Epstein's ex-pilot, Lawrence Vizolski, and ex-house manager, Juan Alessi. Plays Jane with Epstein. Vizolski remembers her as a, quote, mature woman with some piercing powdered blue eyes. Creepy, dude. And that's not in him describing her as a grown woman on, on, on stand now. That's him remembering her as a child. That's the pilot of the Epstein plane. Describing a 14-year-old as... Uh, a mature woman. A 14-year-old as a mature woman with some pondering... With some piercing powdered blue eyes. Uh. Ew. It's just creepy. And Alessi also remarked on that feature in a descri in describing her as strike as a strikingly beautiful girl. This dude's easily like sixty something, right? He's describing a fourteen year old girl as mature as a mature woman with some piercing powder blue eyes and a strikingly beautiful girl. Eh. Eh. Do not like it. In keeping with what Maxwell's attorney characterized as the chase's core th as the case's core themes, my bad. Defense attorney grilled Jane and other witnesses about what they described as her shifting accounts of the years. During cross-examination, defense attorney Laura Minninger picked apart what she portrayed as inconsistencies with her story. Jane told law enforcement that Maxwell and Epstein took her to see The Lion King on Broadway in New York City. She also said that she celebrated the late journalist Mike Wallace's 80th birthday the timeline of these events did not align with Jane's story, Miniger suggested. Trying to undermine Jane's folding sorry. Trying to understand Jane's fondling accusations against my bad. Trying to undermine Jane's fondling accusations against Maxwell, Miniger said It is true. That you do not recall Ghislaine Maxwell ever touching you. That's not true, she replied. 
Benninger suggested the government unverified notes of the unrecorded meetings. Where are my fucking glasses? Oh, way better. Benninger suggested the government's unverified notes of the unrecorded meeting showed otherwise, but the defense attorney extracted some concessions from the witness. Jane said she did not recall whether she previously told the government she was not sure whether Maxwell ever kissed her. Quote, you told the government that Glenn never saw you perform oral sex on Epstein, correct? Miniger asked. That's correct, she said. At one point, a frustrated Jane noted, quote, memory is not linear. Defense attorney depicted her as financially motivated, noting that her legal team, ah, that's, here we go, that's what I was talking about earlier when I said she did receive a big payout. Her legal team reached a $5 million settlement with a compensation fund for Epstein victims. She received some $2.9 million of that amount. Meninger asked her, asked her profession as an accomplished soap opera actress, suggesting she is seasoned at creating melodrama and she can cry on command. Quote, no, not always, she replied. That's not really how it works. On Friday, Maxwell's other attorney, Jeffrey Paluka, disclosed Jane's true name and was admonished by the U.S. District Judge Allison Nathan. Maxwell did have a cute little Yorkie named Max. Really, her last name is Maxwell, and she named her dog Max. The narcissism. Who shook in terror when driving to Epstein's plane, Alessi testified. Laquito Ecuador-born Alessi also recalled seeing Jane with Maxwell and Epstein, accompanied by her mother. Alessi testified about driving her around, and Jane testified she recalled a sweet Latin American man. In a less dramatic testimony, other witnesses authenticated her piece of evidence backing up portions of Jane's story. Daniel Besselison, the assistant vice president of the financial interlocan test finance at Interlocan, testified that Epstein was a $200,000 donor to that arts academy. Okay. He also identified a photo of Jeffrey Epstein's scholarship lodge, which was since renamed the Green Lake Lodge. Hey, anybody graduate from this school? Maybe you spent some time at the Ep- at the Jeffrey Epstein Scholarship Lodge. Then there are, of course, the messages. Prosecutors have linked Epstein's operation to a sexual pyramid scheme, where minor girls allegedly would be recruited by Maxwell and others to perform mess- massages on Epstein that would escalate into sexual assault. The alleged victims would then be paid to deliver other girls to Ep- for Epstein's abuse, prosecutors say. Alessi and Alessi said Epstein received, quote, up to three message- massages per day. Jurors and spectators got to see Epstein's green massage table during the testimony of Gregory Parkinson, who worked as a crime scene manager 
with the Palm Beach Police Department. He was called to authenticate a 40-minute video walkthrough of the of the 2005 search of Epstein's home and photographs of what was found in his estate, including a sexualized photo of a young girl. The evidence was not shown to the public because of the photograph and the art, which Maxwell's lawyer claimed created an impression that the house was some, quote, domicile of debauchery. Well, um, they, these photographs and art were found in Maxwell's home. Her domicile. And these photographs had to be pulled back from the court as evidence because they contain things that could be seen as debauchery. So these photos, which depicted potential debauchery, were found in her confirmed domicile. So it was a domicile of debauchery. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. That she claimed to have been misleading. Other testimonies and evidence would have suggested such a characterization was accurate. Uh, well, Jane and Alessi both spoke of Epstein's selection of vibrators and, and Palm Beach Police Sergeant Michael Dawson, the week's last witness, introduced a photograph of a box of a box of one brand named the quote twin torpedoes the twin torpedoes unless he testified about one quote large dildo and quote that was found quote it looked like a huge man's penis with two heads Maxwell is now distancing herself from Epstein. Good fucking luck with that. 80% of the world didn't know you existed. No, 90%, 95% of the world didn't know you fucking existed. There's only at least who knew you ever were a thing, man. And the whole world who does know about you knows about you because of your connections to Epstein through all this nonsense. So good luck distancing yourself from Epstein in any fucking way fucking dream on, bitch. This is her legacy. Maxwell is now deceased herself for Epstein, and her lawyers have called her a stand-in for the now deceased pedophile who was convicted in 2008 of soliciting a minor for prostitution. He was found dead in a federal jail before he could be prosecuted for sex trafficking. The final law enforcement witnesses from Florida who wrapped week one of the proceedings did not focus on Maxwell but she was hardly an anarchal wait
ancillary figure on the first week of proceedings. Vizalski described her as Epstein's number two, and unless he called her the lady of the house, whom he said appeared to be Epstein's, quote, 95%, said, oh, appeared to be with Epstein, quote, 95% of the time. And that brings us to the end of the first article. All articles we read, of course, in the description of the podcast. Moving on. We'll get right into that article after this message. Look at you, man. I see you sitting on the couch about to roll up that big old ball of nasty-ass, sticky-ass, stimmy-ass Strebo. Ugh, that shit is weak. Watching Maury Povich. Hey, what's bringing me the thought? Bitch, I'm not the father. Angie, Tammy, Renee, Felicia, me, Michelle, and a little bitch, uh, Fifi, stay on 59, bitch, I'm not the, I wore a rubber that night. Everest College is accredited by the West Coast Commission of Non-Accredited Schools. You can learn anything. They got courses in whatever you want to know. Criminology, plumbing, dope chopping, dope cooking, weed transporting, anything. Even if you want to go on the other side of the law, you can learn some shit. Hey, what's that shit like when you like a junior lawyer? Legal. You mean paralegal? Yeah. Oh, smart-ass community college nigga like that. Don't you want to do something with your life? All you do is smoke Strebo all day. You don't take care of your kids, nigga. Bitch, you strip all night. I'm studying gynecology. Yes, ladies, I specialize in ovarian observations. And your boy do free pap smears and mammograms on the 1st and 15th. Enrolling in Everest, up my pimp game 2,000%, nigga. There's some cool bitches at this motherfucker, and check this out. They all got low self-esteem. You got cool-ass black bras, busted down snow bunnies, white stringy hair, dog-smelling bitches and shit. You got some motherfucking cool ass Latinas with nice asses and lips and titties is ready to fuck. Me amo es el verga de puro. Yo tengo mas grande verga de todos. You remember that bad light-skinned bitch Sierra from the commercial? The one that kind of looked like Felicia Keys? <laughs> Your boy fucked that bitch, nigga. <laughs> nigga, trill shit, I ain't lying. Skeeted her up, nigga, all over her face. Nigga, I was dropping bowls in that hole. Like, I throwed him bowls. And if your bread ain't right, don't even trip. Because Everest College accepts all forms of payment for your tuition, nigga. Real shit, nigga. Wick, EBT, food stamps. My nigga, if you really about your grinding, if you really about your paper, my nigga, you can get your motherfucking bachelor's degree in three months, nigga. You too can aspire to make minimum wage one day, pimping. Fuck the University of Phoenix, nigga. I'm down with Everest, nigga. Everest, nigga. Everest, nigga. We now go to the second article for the one o'clock upload of. T- uh, uh, ow, I bit my fucking tongue. Second accuser, Kate, tells jury that Ghislaine Maxwell groomed her for Jeffrey Epstein. Judge instructs jury she isn't her victim. Of course, by Adam Klausfeld, the mad lad himself, published December 6th, 2021. The second week of Glenn Maxwell's trial continues with testimony from another accuser who was also testifying under a pseudonym, Kate, told a federal jury on Monday that the accused sex trafficker groomed her for Jeffrey Epstein's predation when she was 17 years old. Going for them a little bit older now, Jeffrey, huh? Uh, it's progress, I guess. Afford me a little levity. Since 
that is over the age of consent in the relevant jurisdiction, U.S. District Judge Allison Nathan instructed the jury that she is not one of Maxwell's alleged victims. Quote, I instruct you that this witness is not a victim of the crimes charged of the indictment. Judge Nathan told the jury. Prosecutors can use Kate's testimony, however, to bolster allegations by Maxwell's other three accusers. One of the three, Jane, already has testified. Only one, Annie Farmer, is expected to testify under her real name. I felt special is the name of the next chapter we get into on this unfolding story from hell. A 44-year-old former actress and model from the United Kingdom, Kate, told the jury that she now works with women who live with trauma and substance abuse disorder. She said that she first met Maxwell in Paris, where she was introduced by a boyfriend. She testified about being invited to Maxwell's for house, uh, wait. To Maxwell's for house for tea. Uh, that's actually how it's typed in here. Uh, I believe what it should say is testified to, about being invited to Maxwell's house for tea. Uh, again, articles in the description. Quote, I had a really lovely time and I felt special. And I felt, Kate said, exhaling deeply before adding she felt, quote, that I found a new way to connect that could be very meaningful for me. Kay said that the meeting left her feeling exhilarated, like someone wanted to be her friend. Quote, she seemed very exciting, the witness said of Maxwell. Quote, she seemed to be everything I wanted to be. Maxwell's allegedly introduced Kate to Epstein, and Kate quoted Maxwell telling her that, quote, he was a philanthropist and that he liked to help young people. Quote, she said that I was, quote, she said that I was exactly the kind of person that Epstein would help. Kate testified referring to Maxwell. Kate said that Maxwell introduced her to Epstein as, quote, the girl that I told you about and remarked that, quote, I was strangely strong for my size creepy. Asked by the prosecutor what that size was, Kate responded that she was about 95 pounds. She said, why don't you why don't you give his feet a little squeeze to show him how strong you are? The witness testified. What in the Nickelodeon show-producing fuck is that? Why don't you give his feet a little squeeze to show him how strong you are? No. Now, I've had, when I was a kid, I had old people be like, you know, give me a handshake. And they'd be like, oh, you're strong. You're shaking their hands, but squeeze his feet? What the fuck? Kate said that she did uh, that she did, and that Epstein reacted approvingly. Maxwell later told her that Epstein's massage therapist canceled and asked if she could fill in, according to her testimony. 
quote, were you a massage therapist at the time? Assistant U.S. Attorney Laura Elizabeth Pomerantz said, no, the witness replied. Uh, no, I know what the fucking... There's a... There's a green massage table here. And, like, in the middle of the massage table, like, right where the hinges, there's just this inconspicuous little, uh, hole similar to that of what you might find in, like, a public bathroom stall. Cute, young, pretty, like you. This is the title of the next chapter of this story. In keeping with other Epstein accusers, Kate uh, said that what began as her massaging Epstein escalated into sexual contact. The prosecutor did not elicit the details of the contact because she was over the age of consent, but the testimony paralleled some of the accounts of Maxwell's other accusers, particularly testimony about conduct broadly described by certain uh, psycholo- uh, psychologists as grooming behaviors. This refers to an alleged process of normalizing sexual encounters with those under the age of 18 years old. Prosecutors say that proceedings could include gift-giving, and Kate spoke of one such present. On her 18th birthday, Kate testified, I received a small black Prada handbag. Other such massages followed which included the sexual contact. Kate testified... Uh, she testified that Maxwell told her, quote, did you have fun? And, quote, you're such a good girl. Quote, she sounded really pleased, and I was pleased that she was pleased, the witness said. Kate said that Maxwell asked if there was anyone who could give Epstein a blowjob because it was a, quote, lot for her to do. I mean, come on, how do you just fucking casually get somebody to that point? Quote, you know what Epstein likes. Maxwell allegedly told her, according to the testimony, quote, cute, young, pretty, like you. Recalling a, a visit to Palm, Spe- Palm Beach, Florida, Kate testified that she was made to wear a schoolgirl outfit, quote, I didn't know how to say no to that, she said, quote, I didn't know anybody in Florida. I had never been to Palm Beach or Florida before. I wasn't sure if I said no, if I would have to leave or what consequences there would be for not doing it. Significant events of my life is the next chapter. Kate said she was somewhat older when she visited Epstein's private island, which she says he called Little Saint Jeff. Maybe that was the only maybe that was the only thing he called Little Saint Jeff. <clears throat> At that island, she said, quote, I remember seeing a blonde slim girl who seemed far younger than me at the time. Very young. During opening statement, the Maxwell lawyer, Bobby Sternum, tried to discredit all four of the accusers. 
and she previewed her summary of Kate's story. Quote, Now Kate has admitted that she's ambitious, Sternum said during opening statement. Quote, She led a jet-setter lifestyle before meeting Ghislaine and Epstein. She was in a relationship with a man twice her age, a former Oxford classmate of Ghislaine, a friend of Ghislaine, a prominent older British gentleman. Kate concedes that she that she abused cocaine, alcohol, and sleeping pills, a fact the defense intends to use to attack her memories. Sternum's alternative opening statement asked jurors to consider the case through the prism of memory, money, and manipulation. In response to a question from the prosecutor, Kate denied that denied that drug use had fogged her memories and that and, <clears throat> sorry denied that drug use had fogged her memories as the defense insists. Quote the memories that I have of significant events in my life have never changed, she said. She added she added she may initially have, quote, missed certain memories that she later recalls. Maxwell's lawyer also have tried to undermine the witness by describing them as recipient recipients of a settlement money from a fund meant to compensate Epstein victims. Kate said that she entered into a $3.25 million settlement, a portion of which went to her counsel. I have to say, I don't think that's going to really sway jurors any particular way at all whatsoever. Because every time you acknowledge that grant, you do two things. One, you point out the grant exists, and that confirms that, yes, Jeffrey Epstein is a child rapist. And this woman received that money says, yes, it was verified that this woman was abused by Jeffrey Epstein because she received money from this grant. Meaning, yes, Epstein was a child molester and a rapist and a human trafficker. And yes, this woman was one of those victims. And that's only the first part of the two things it does. The second thing it does is it allows itself to lend even more credibility to the fact that Ghislaine Maxwell was part of this. Because how else would this girl know Ghislaine Maxwell? Ghislaine, despite all of her efforts to move away from Etsy as far as possible, will do no good because she's the only reason we know the only reason we know who she is is because of her connection to Epstein that will forever, forever be an associated fucking part of her life. I think bringing up that settlement is quite counterproductive to anything they think they could possibly achieve. Because receiving the money only says, yeah, she got paid out for being a victim. And if she's a victim, it means these accusations have weight behind them. During cross-examination, Cernum noted that Kate hadn't always spoken anonymously. She went public during court proceedings for Epstein and a subsequent TV appearance with other with other his alleged victims. 
that's how it's typed. Other his alleged victims. The defense introduced emails showing that Kate corresponded with Epstein, even when he was incarcerated. One of the emails was signed, quote, Best, love always. The witness agreed. Kate acknowledged that her contact with Epstein continued into her 30s, ending with the birth of her child. The prosecutor's redirect will take place after lunch after the lunch recess and that is the end of this article of course it will be in the description below when we move on now so we now move on to politico and i have a couple thoughts on this article but I want to draw attention to a handful of major resignations that have popped off in just the last 10 days alone. The first, At the end of the first week of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, this Twitter CEO resigned, CEO of Walmart resigned, and the CEO of CNBC resigned as well. As well as the District of LA County's Child Protection Service agent, agency just resigned. The director of LACPS resigned. You have these massive resignations for people who have sat in these positions of power for some 10 to 20 years. And now Twitter CEO and I'm not saying any of these are are connected necessarily to the Epstein trial. It's just an interesting background development unfolding. But we go into Politico. On the first day of the Glenn Maxwell trial, the, Twitter, the CEO of Twitter resigned, the CEO of Walmart resigned, and the CEO of MSNBC resigned. They say it's mostly false. CEOs did not resign in mass when Maxwell trial started. If your time is short, only the chief executive officer of Twitter stepped down, and there is no evidence that his departure is linked to Glenn Maxwell case or trial. Walmart's chief executive officer did not resign, and the CNBC did, does not resign. Or sorry. And CNBC does not have a CEO position. The highest-ranking executive at CNBC, the chairman, did not resign. A Facebook post that went viral falsely implies that the sex trafficking trial of Glenn Maxwell is linked to a recent into recent changes in U.S. corporate leadership. The post reads, "Quote on the first day of the Glenn Maxwell trial, the CEO of Twitter resigned." CEO of Walmart resigned, and the CEO of CNBC resigned. The post was flagged as part of Facebook's efforts to combat false news and misinformation on its newsfeed. <sighs> Censorship translation. Only the chief executive officer of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, resigned. The CEO of Walmart did not resign. And CNBC, part of Comcast Corp's NBC Universal Media Group does not have 
its own chief executive officer position, or CEO. CNBC's top executive, the chairman, did not resign. The trial for Maxwell, who is accused of helping Jeffrey, uh, helping financier Jeffrey Epstein sexually abuse minors over several years beginning in the 1990s, began November 29th. The claim does not present evidence about how many corporate departures could be linked to the trial. And... We did not find any news reporting links to the event. On November 29th, Dorsey announced his resignation from Twitter. He has faced pressure from investors for more than a year to step down, the Washington Post reported. There is more to this article, but sort of the end of that. And again, that too will be in the link or the description below. We have to be very careful about the, the narratives we allow ourselves to fall down. There's a lot of misinformation around this trial, and a lot of it could be placed on purpose for the hopes of throwing it off and muddying the waters around what the truth could be. So the people who have the truth will always question it, and the people who believe the lies will never question it. That's the big problem we have. Now... There are a lot of big elites. Weinstein, Cosby, Hanks. There, there's so many top elites. Clinton, Obama, Trump. That have some former connection to Epstein. What these connections are, we cannot say for certain. A lot of them, we can look at their character and decide for ourselves whether or not we believe that. And there's a lot of things that will come on this trial that we may never fucking know about. Though names have been named. Uh, almost every time I do an episode on this, I, I put in the description a link to the PDF so you can go over the flight log yourself, see all, see all your favorite Hollywood actors' names and favorite politicians' names and whatnot on both sides of the compass. But when we rush to find anything that we can loosely pull into our narrative to prop up our beliefs, we will. It's the... Confirmation bias that we all have. And we're all bad about it. Even even I, you know, uh, a large part of what I do is I, uh, is I take news stories that are relevant to one topic and I bring them together in a way that puts together a narrative. Or at least presents the path that I'm going down. <laughs> the difference is at least I admit that I'm biased. It's in the very description of my of my channel or page or whatever you want to call this. But I'm not gonna come on here and just pedal like, oh yeah, oh oh look at these, the walls are closing in. If they're not closing in, they're not closing in. I don't need to come in here and tell you whether they are or not. You have eyes. But everybody's following the story, and everybody has the means to follow the story. I just wanted to make sure that people are careful. And now, political doesn't always tell the truth. But I, I, I double-checked. There's not a CEO at CNBC. There isn't. There's only a chairman. And there's a board of chairs. Or a board of directees. So. Uh, that's kind of all. Just be careful. 
don't rush headfirst into anything that 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 looks like it confirms your biases. Always question things, even yourself, because no one's immune to propaganda. But that being said, that's where we are in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial and unfolding events around her. I will, of course, do everything I can to keep you guys updated on how this unfolds as the trial goes on. As already established, this is expected to go on another month, roughly. And who knows who's going to be coming out the woodwork, who knows what names will be coming out. This is a highly anticipated trial, and it could go anyway. I mean, it could go down the way that a lot of people are hoping it will with all sorts of elites being exposed and the general public being shaken awake but the suppression the suppression of this case from mainstream media will keep a good chunk of the population from seeing it and then on twitter people don't really go on there to share actual facts or how things go but just go on there to argue with somebody you don't really break confirmation bias but Hopefully, maybe to some of the audience, that uh, last political Politico article, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe provided a little bit of that echo chamber release. Well, that being said, I'm going to tie it up here. I'm James Madison. This has been Inside Four Waltz, the one o'clock upload. Uh, stay tuned. I have a compilation of uh, Epstein audio for your listening enjoyment but outside of that this episode's effectively over right now Epstein didn't kill himself oh my god I almost fell for these illusions Jeffrey Epstein died by suicide. How to eat candy corn one open bag two pour candy corn into trash can three Epstein didn't kill himself. Fun facts. My unsuspecting Facebook friends. Epstein didn't kill himself. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. This is what an igloo looks like when you build a fire inside. The fire inside melts the inner layer of ice and the cold outside refreezes it, adding a layer of insulation that can keep the igloo at 60 degrees inside while it's negative 50 degrees outside. And Epstein didn't kill himself. Epstein didn't kill himself. That single moment. When you realize. Epstein didn't kill himself. Fun fact. The topaz hummingbird is the smallest bird in the world even though it has the smallest bird brain in existence. It knows that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. The babarusa is a wild pig whose tusks can grow so long they curve backwards ultimately impaling their skulls and accidentally killing them unlike Jeffrey Epstein who was killed on purpose. Did you know? You can make biodegradable and renewable confetti using a hole punch and leaves for parties and weddings. This is used as an alternative to plastic confetti that ends up in landfills or the ocean. And Epstein did not kill himself. If you want your house to smell like fall, boil some orange peels with a one stroke two teaspoon of cinnamon on medium heat. I do this every fall and everyone loves it and Epstein didn't kill himself. I love honey. But you know what I don't love? People who think Jeffrey Epstein killed himself.
Marry a guy who says things like, I'm proud of you I can't believe you're mine you're right I was wrong you can do it baby I'll go get you tacos. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Caught in Alaska by Randy and I. And Epstein didn't kill himself. Even I know Epstein didn't kill himself. Some say Xbox is the best. Some say PlayStation is the best. But deep down we all know that Epstein didn't kill himself. Scientists have developed the first telescopic contact lens. This lens is capable of zooming your vision to three times. This means that now you will be able to see that Epstein didn't kill himself. Me thinking I'm reading a cool new fun fact. Epstein didn't kill himself. Epstein didn't kill himself. Me trying to enjoy new memes. 48 pictures of the sun taken for a year once a week in the same place and at the same time the highest point is the summer solstice and the lowest point is the winter solstice the result is the symbol of infinity it's beautiful and Epstein didn't kill himself. Robin Williams, Avicii, Anthony Bourdain, Adolf Hitler, Kurt Cobain suicide, Jeffrey Epstein. I'm punk so I must rebel. I'm Asian so I must like maths. I dye my hair crazy colors so I must be looking for attention. I was on suicide watch so I must have killed myself. Stupid kids think they're getting candy this year when really it's just a two hour presentation on. How Epstein didn't kill himself. Please like and subscribe if you think Epstein didn't kill himself.